Welcome to another edition of Conversations with Creative Women. I'm Sandy Klein. Tina Chen is a triple threat. The Golden Globe, Emmy, and Drama Desk nominee has endless credits to her name. I'll share some of them. Movies, Three Days of the Condor, Alice's Restaurant, The Hawaiians, Plays, The Joy Luck Club, A Midsummer's Night Dream, A Streetcar Named Desire, Television, Lady from Yesterday, The Ghost of Flight 401, The Final War of Ollie Winter. Tina has also directed a number of plays and co-produced Peter Nichols' Passion, starring Frank Langella. She received a Drama Desk Award nomination as part of the producing team for Terrence McNally's The Rink, starring Cheetah Rivera and Liza Minnelli. Tina is also a composer, having written, among other pieces, the music for the Christmas song This Tree, as well as the Pan-Asian Repertory's production of Fairy Bones. Tina is a lecturer. Her Heroes of History, Legacy of My Chinese Family, chronicles three generations of her mother's family and their contributions to the history of China. Her great-grandfather served under three emperors and one empress in the Qing Dynasty. Her grandfather was the first premier of the Republic of China. Her mother fled to Taiwan during the war, during which she was involved in top-secret work that she hid from her husband. That's enough. Let's meet and have a conversation with Tina Chen. So welcome and thanks for joining me today. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you, Sandy. So let's start with this question. Who is Tina Chen? My original name is Ting. <laughs> okay. Were you so born it's in Ting a... Chen. Were no, you... I was born in, in, in China. In China. China, yeah. And in then mainland China. Mainland China. We left as a baby, went to uh, Hong Kong, then Taiwan, then Tokyo, then here, came here as a teenager. Your family left when you were a baby. Right. What was that circuitous route, to the best of your knowledge? Why did because they Because of the move... wartime. Right, it, but it, why it, did they live where they lived before? Um, so they came to Hong Kong. That was the safest. This is a British colony. Right. So it has nothing to do with communism or the war or whatever. And then they stayed in Taiwan for a while and then went to Tokyo. So mm -hmm. it, was, it was all kind of fleeing from the mainland. And that was just the three of you, or did you have more siblings? No, I had no older sister, and then I have a younger sister and a younger brother. So they, so there was, you were constantly on the move. Yes. Until you came to the states when you said you were a teenager. Right. And where did your family eventually settle? In New York City. What was that like for you? It was okay because I was in Tokyo, and in, in so Tokyo you were, being you were in, in a big in, city. Yeah, in yeah. a di big city in a different country as well. And yes. Uh, went to Sacred Heart as a, and then you know it's a English speaking. Um, mm -hmm. Catholic school. So I met a lot of wonderful American friends there who are still my friends now in New York City. So you came to New York and you continue to go to school. And was it always something in your DNA that you wanted to act? At least create. Because okay. I remember ever since I was a tiny little child, I would hum music of my, my own. And then I started playing piano when I was like three-something. And I was uh, exposed to piano. And mm -hmm. then later on, I had to take violin, which I was horrible at. Mm -hmm. But in my own mind, mm -hmm. I always created songs or music or pieces, always. Then I started to go to a lot of the plays and, and concerts. Or my mother would take us to operas, to concerts, and plays. Here so, in New York, I mean, where? No, 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 no. Oh. In in Taiwan or in Hong Kong or something. Oh, so you were exposed to yes. the arts at a yes. very young, young age. age. Yes. Great, and it had an impact on you. Yes, and I I wanted to become, I guess, part of the scene. Mm -hmm. Only, only we weren't encouraged to do so because in the proper 
Chinese upbringing, yes. being in show business is not quite encouraged. What would your parents have preferred that you do? Oh, a doctor or a lawyer or uh, maybe a professor. Or something. And that was never an option for you, was it? About um, you. No, I did. I did uh, major in science, so I took you know chemistry and organic chemistry or whatever. So you assumed so, you'd take that route. W- well, I obeyed my parents and gotcha. to please them. So I took all these courses, and I, I, and I worked at the New York Blood Center while I was simultaneously working as an actor for fourteen years doing wow. research. So I. So you were able to combine yes, yes, combine the two. A passion with the practical in a sense. Yes. Right? And my, my boss at the New York Blood Center, Dr. Fred H. Allen Jr., he was brilliant. He discovered many blood types while we were there too. He was so wonderful. He said, Oh, if you have a job, meaning a acting job, just go because it's so short, you'll come back. And oh, right. The test tubes that you'd make it. Yeah. Test tubes are in Waiting the freezer. Yeah. But even if I did a film, I can come back and work in the blood. So you always can have an income. Yes, yes. So how did it work for you that you actually embarked on this theatrical career? It's always been my passion. I mean, having a passion is one thing. Having talent is a complete other thing. Right. Well, I was very lucky because when I got my first professional job, the final war of early winter, which was the first anti-Vietnam program TV special, I got an Emmy nomination. So... My your parents, first time out, your first yeah, shot? Yeah. Wow, that's wild. Yeah, so my parents said, oh, okay, then she must be okay. street cred, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so then I continued, and then my second uh, film was The Hawaiians, and then I got the Golden Globe nomination, so they, they say, go ahead. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so. so was it a tough road for you to hoe, or were there many opportunities no, for no, you no, as no. an Asian actress? No, it's very difficult as an Asian actress, but because I was lucky enough to have my Emmy in Golden Globe, I was too young then to even realize how how precious and amazing that acknowledgement was. and I just didn't even think about it. Did you ever enroll in acting school? Not until much later. Because Isn't that I thought, funny? Because I thought, oh, my gosh, you know, I can't have all those credits. And people say, where did you study? You know, what's this? It's not serious. So I studied with Sandy Meisner. Oh, and, sure. Yeah, and mm-hmm. then later on when Sandy retired with uh, Wynne Handman. So. You got roles and parts. Yeah. Without necessarily yeah. having, you know, yeah, right. coming out of Juilliard or coming out right. of whatever. Right. You yes, know? I always had it in me. It was in my system. I knew it. In front of a camera, I knew exactly where it was to a look. Natural where to, act for you. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah, I didn't have to. There was no. I always find my space. If there were three or four or five people in in the scene, I know exactly where not to be blocked. But how I, did you know how to audition? How did that work for you? Did um, you have an agent? I mean, yes. Then uh, after. You know, I did. I did have an agent, so so I was very lucky to mm-hmm. to progress that way. Do you remember how old you were when you got your first professional gig? Like early twenties. Yeah. Uh-huh. And you've been working ever since. Yes. <laughs> and so, On and talk to us about some of your the more memorable roles. Well, besides the Hawaiians, mm-hmm. which was amazing when I would because it's a it's a film about. Based on the Hawaii, the book by Michener. Yeah. Michener. I was in it from the beginning to the end. I grew from a twenty-something-year-old to a sixty-something-year-old, and I played that part. Wow! Uh-huh. Yeah, and I I did it well. I think you know, mm-hmm. obviously, I wouldn't have gotten my nominations, and so I knew that that was something I had to continue because it's in my system. It's in my, it's a natural. 
So I, I must not abandon it and, mm-hmm. and just, you know. Was it difficult to move from one venue to another, to go from films to theater to television? Films and television, is, for me, is so simple because I— Or know, similar. Just, yeah. And going to stage was, was wonderful because it is totally different. Mm-hmm. In films, if I don't like the way that person looked or said something, I can say, oh, do it again, do it again. You can have 100 takes. Sure. Whereas on the stage, you have to be the good actor you are. If you are a there's good no actor, going there's back. no going back. Mm-hmm. Everything is there mm. to be seen by the audience. Exactly. So, Warts and all. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I was really happy to be able to take that over as well. But I also knew that I had to project it's very different. In, oh, in the bet. old days, there were no mics, so mm-hmm. that was a very different... Did you feel sometimes you had to overact almost? Uh, yeah, you do a little bit because mm-hmm. uh, the audience in the back can't see some of your your facial sure. expressions, uh, uh, so you need to. You need to. I mentioned the Joy Luck Club and A Midsummer's Night Dream and A Streetcar Named Desire. They're all very different plays. Yes, yes, you know? yes. That's what makes it so fun to be an actor. Because you The versatility imbue, really you, is. Yes, yes. It's actually, you actually take over that person. Yes. And you come home, you're not that. I, I played a mean em- empress of China, and everybody, my children's uh, friends would say, is your mommy really like that? Yeah, you yeah. Know? And uh-huh. of course, you. I just put it, aside and when I'm done with the play that night it's finished for me so for some actors they take they may take it take it bring it home but I don't were you able to marry your different jobs with having a family you know when you have to go on location for a film mm-hmm. or you're working you know right. great performances that's why I cut back on my film and televisions in LA when I had my kids. So what did you do, commute from New York no, to L.A.? Because in the old days, I had to commute. Mm-hmm. commute. And then I cut back and did more show, plays. Because uh, you were based be, here. Yes. And, and plays, they, if I'm at night uh, um, out, it's okay because they're asleep. So it's that during the day, I'm there with, for them. Sure, and, uh, so sure. So I, I didn't mind that. And did you always get work? I worked a lot for, you know, for as an actor. Yes, mm-hmm. I, I'm grateful for that because acting, I think, is the most difficult profession in the world, I think. Because? Because you can be really smart, really talented, hardworking, healthy, uh, great-looking, easygoing, and blah, blah, blah. Yep. Uh, and you don't make it. In right. any other profession, you'd be at least a vice president or something. You feel all these, all these <laughs> For all adjectives. Your yes, yes, exactly. But in this you profession— You have to reinvent yourself almost every time. Not only right? that, it's luck. You, really? Do you yeah, really think it's luck? Of course, because I go up for this audition. They say, I'm so sorry, she just came and we hired her. Or somebody just looked like you were here, I'm sorry, bye-bye. If you can't be at this audition, I say, don't worry about it. There are 40 people lined up to be to be taking your, your spot. So mm. it's, it's absolutely, you know, a lot of it is luck. After the luck... Then you have to be good Obviously. to sustain. But in the beginning, it's really sad. I have so many talented, really good acting friends, colleagues, colleagues yeah. mm-hmm. who are just not working yeah. because they—they're not. Yeah, they're not yeah. that much in the way of opportunities. It's amazing. So, how did you kind of morph from being in front of the camera, mm-hmm. so to speak, to mm-hmm. going behind it? Oh, directing. You know what? I enjoy directing. I. I, I but how do you know how to direct? I always. Did it's like music, uh, you know? I mean, <laughs> it was another innate thing. For yes, you? yes, it was because I can act. visualize the, the the setting, the the play, the people, the the scenes, and the lighting, and everything. I I can visualize that. 
all. So it was quite easy for me to do that. And I was, I'm very grateful to Tisa Chang for give, having given me that long time ago when I was very, very young to direct a play. And it was it starred with Lucy Liu. And then I continue, but I haven't done as much directing, but I like it because it's my vision. Every play, gotcha. mm-hmm. you know, is the person who, who's directing's vision. Sure. So that's what makes well, it so special. Well, the minute you put your eye behind the camera, it's yeah, your take. It's your take. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's your editorializing. Yes, absolutely. In spite of the fact yes. that it's not your words, no, you know. No, that's absolutely. So it's it's a very exciting thing to do, to be a director. I don't like to produce. You don't like no, to, no. but you you have yes, and um, and not for nothing, you know that you the, the drama desk nomination came for. Yes. I mean, Terrence McNally is just know, a massive presence in oh, the theater. Absolutely, so I'm grateful for that. And then it was a natural act to move over into composing because you were saying as a child yes, that you were yes, always doing yes. that in your own head. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So you really play a lot of roles, no pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking about my grandfather and great-grandfather. They played many, many roles. And I'd say, oh, that's where I got, you know, the playing roles. That's where it came from. Were you encouraged as a female, you know, in terms of your family? Obviously, when they were saying, you know, schooling and going to Cambridge and taking an academic route. So you were always, and I use the term in quotes, supported by your family, correct? Yes, yes. And encouraged. Maybe that's a better way to describe it. Yes, absolutely. Not in the beginning when they found out I wanted to be an actor. They said, oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. You know, but after the Emmy nomination. And so you made a very nice living. Yes, and and I always had the New York Blood Center then also. So (laughs) So that you never gave. Up. Well, I gave up afterwards. After I had kids, I decided to, that I, you know. And I, I also read in your bio that you wrote that while you were pursuing your show business career, that you co-founded Food Liberation yeah. in 1981, one of the first health food <laughs> yes, stores in yes. New York. How well, the hell did that happen? Well, I was working in the New York Blood Center with this lab partner, mm-hmm. and she's always been eating so well. Always vegetarian. Mm -hmm. And and unfortunately, one time she put her dog on on the vegetarian diet, the poor dog. And then we all said, no, 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 no. Then the dog, of course, gained weight, gained its weight back. But she was very healthy. And so she said she wanted to start a health food store. And I said, oh, okay, you know, maybe I'll try and join you. That's how I got started. So nothing kind of overwhelms you. You just said, oh, yeah, I'll do it. You're not intimidated. No, Is that no. what I'm getting from well, you? Well, I mean, I don't know about intimidation. It just wasn't something that I would would worry about. And I remember going to the interview to get a place, a space. and To the, rent a, a, yes, a store. Yes, the, the mm. gentleman sitting there looked at both of us and said, why do you want to do this? Just go home and get married. Huh. I mean, that was many years back. Of course, nowadays sure. they won't say that. But it's still in existence, food liberation. Wow. Still, I, even though we sold it so some time back. It must my, be such a great feeling if when you pass by and yeah, say, I, I started no, no, that. I that was me. Yeah. Was your husband also a good support system for oh, yes. you in terms of your yes. acting career? Absolutely. Yeah. And he was fine with you kind of flitting from yes. coast to coast? Or well, whatever? I wasn't going that many times after mm-hmm. the children. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so that yes, he was. He was always supportive. I was very grateful. Grateful for all my family members and loved ones and, you know, dear friends, everybody. Has is been. there something that you want to do that you haven't done? I haven't been thinking about that because I'm concentrating on my talk and my musical. It's a story about young people, and it. I named it Words Never Said. 
meaning, you know, when they were young, they had crushes on somebody and they never said it, or their parents died and they never expressed their love or whatever. So words never said is a very meaningful uh, title for me. So I decided to use that. Um, is this something that's been brewing in your yes, mind for quite some time? The musical. I've already have the storyline. I have the scenes. I have the act one, act two, and the, how many pieces I need. I have four songs already, so I need to have another. So you want 15. this on? You're looking at for this for Broadway. Well, I, I mean, don't. That, that would I be a know. fantasy. That would be right. a fantasy. What's the thrust of this musical? It One follows person? a young young man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it follows his life and his. Uh, you know, I may change it. <laughs> yeah, I'm still in. It's the a work in progress, obviously. Yeah, yeah. I understand. Yeah. So, talk about the fact that you are also a lecturer and you're heroes of history. The Cosmopolitan Club had asked me to give a talk. They and I both thought I was going to talk about my career, mm-hmm. my professional career, and then a number of things happened, including that. It was shortly after my mother died, and I just felt that her spirit was saying to me, you know, learn about your past. Learn about your... You hear about your grandfather, your grandmother, and all those, but you don't know the details, or some of the details, anyway. So I thought, maybe I should look up my ancestry, and I looked them up, and I thought, wow, you know, it's It's definitely... rich, huh? Yes, Mm -hmm. definitely worth me learning about it so I can pass it on to my children and the grandchildren, and it's my legacy to pass on, so... I did some research and and then I mean a lot of research and then I have photos to go with it. Did yeah. you know your grandfather? No, he died too young. Too young. Mm, he died in his fifties. And what was that like for your mother to grow up in such a? Oh, you know what? She didn't even know where the kitchen was at one of their homes. Because it was they... so massive. massive. Yes. Then the unfortunately the rich was so. You know, rich and the poor was yeah poor, yeah. deprived. The vision was yeah, uh, is, massive, yes. Yeah. And did she go from the heights and fell to the bottom? Absolutely. But she was always taught to be strong and to to be able to stand up, to be honorable, mm-hmm. to be, you know, a good human being. Do the right so, thing. Do the right things always. Mm-hmm. And so she, it, she just risen to all the occasion. Are there still family members of yours living today in mainland China? Yes, relatives, not that close, but yes, yes. I mean, it really must be such a, 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 uh, well, well, like well, a switching in. of gears, you know, yeah. from what they had to what is happening yeah. today. Yeah, I, I did go back and take, I took a look at some of the homes that were there. They were very, very massive. They were the part of the elite, Yes, your family. Yes. And was that true of your dad's family? His family went from Canton to Singapore. Oh. And his uh, grandfather and grandfather became very wealthy there. So they're a wealthy uh, Singaporean family mm-hmm. who, who sent their son to Oxford. So, you know, so that's how they met. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and when you were growing up in the States, did your family travel back and forth to China or not no, really? No, because that was dangerous to Yeah, that was not a cool <laughs> that was thing a whole, to do. Yeah. No. yeah. They well, would have been yeah. totally locked up. You know, we always feel that maybe everything would be all together again. So have your children been? Uh, yes. Yes. Uh-huh. Yes, absolutely. They went uh, mm-hmm. a couple of times, yes. That's when very I went. nice. Yes. So mm-hmm. what else is on the horizon for you, Tina? Are you still auditioning? I haven't been unless they ask me to mm-hmm. come for a certain role because I wanted to concentrate on, on my your show. Music. 
musical, yeah. And so. I also read that you're this honorary advisor for the Pan-Asian Repertory Theater. Mm-hmm. Explain what that is. Oh, Tisa Chang. We're all grateful to her, those of us who are in show business who are Asian Americans, because she, she and Marco, who is on the West Side, they started theater companies for Asian Americans. That I mean, during that time, <laughs> you were few and far between. Oh my you? goodness! Mm-hmm. Uh, there's nothing, no roles for us, nothing. Yeah. And, and she created these, the theater that we could do Shakespeare, Fabulous. You know, Tennessee Williams, anything that that, and also of course encourage Asian American playwrights and did those plays. Sure. And did all that. So she's amazing. I'm just so grateful to her uh, for having created that for all of us. The Pan-Asian Repertory Theater has been around since when? 60s. Since the 60s. Uh, or maybe even earlier. I, I And can't. you've performed there. Oh, yes. yes. And, and, and it's still just, alive and thriving in New York City? Yes, absolutely. Did you run into a lot of that as you were auditioning and as you were trying to get into the theater that there were not roles for you? Oh, oh. I mean, and, and, and it oh, was there's, such there's a... Oh, no, no. Nobody ever asked me to audition for a role that, it, you know, I never went for a role that wasn't Chinese. Or Asian. So then you were stereotyped, weren't you? Oh, totally, 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 absolutely, and absolutely. And what was that like for you? During that time, I'm, I'm so glad to, to hear all the youngsters now are crying out for the business being unfair to, to, to let us in, sure. let them in. Mm-hmm. But it, during those times, um, there weren't that many actors who are Asian Americans and very and, few role models, huh? Yeah, very, very few. So uh, we were also. I was also brought up. You, you're not supposed to do this. You know, you know, make a scene. You're not supposed to. Oh, use your, right, you know, right. But if I were young now, I you get your voice out there I would to be get heard. Understood. Yeah. Yes, yeah. you yeah. were back then. It was just it kind was, of nodding your head and yes. moving along, and not yes. not making waves or no. causing any problems. I know it's it's too bad and too it sad. It is too bad. Uh, uh, so I'm. Definitely joining this to make sure that people hear us, yes. Asian Americans, and put us out there as well. You know, we are part of the American culture and the American um, fabric of fabric. absolutely. Yes, and we need to have our culture. That's what Tisa did for us: is let the people who go to theater know about our culture mm-hmm. and our, you know, way of thinking and all that. She let that happen. But Otherwise, the show that you... you're working on now crosses. Racial and ethnic lines. Yes, correct. I, but I, because my family is very, very mixed, I, I bring in the Jews, the the Catholics, the, the Protestants, the the, the um, you're Muslims. You're all part of this big uh, yes. group. Yes. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Uh huh. And so that's what you, what your show is going to reflect. Yes. In other words. Yes. Did you feel there were not enough Asian playwrights? There were not a lot, and thank God for David Henry Huang, who right, you know, but. There are now a number of them coming up. Tisa has been developing, and Marco was developing over in um, L.A., encourage uh, writers, uh, young writers to come up. But as you know, in the Asian tradition, you can write a play on the side if you are an engineer. Like, or you, were, like you did, yes, like you like, work yeah, in, yeah, yeah, in, yeah. in the blood uh, yeah, center. Yeah, center. And right. Your parents won't encourage you to be the writer. Even today. The, even today, I think. Even today. Were you different with your children? You know what? As long as they can make a living, Mm -hmm. I mean, that's what it is. It's that when you write, you don't have income coming in. So you have to. You Mm -hmm. have to go get a job in some ways. So that's why 
I would say to them, yes, of course, continue writing, but you have to pay for your rent. You have to pay. Right. So, so uh-huh. those are just practical things that you have to tell your children. But you're not going to take away their passion. Or, How can you? Or your, their you talent. Know, that's, you know, well, whatever. that's it. Exactly. You know, so. How do you squelch that? No, no. I'm just, sometimes it's just a tough road to hoe yeah. as you just feel like you're pushing that rock up the mountain. Absolutely. You know. Absolutely. Are, any members of your family, your children, involved in the theater? No. Ah, uh-huh. <laughs> They're really, really bright kids, so I'm well, very proud of them. Well, it doesn't mean they can't be bright and be involved in the No, theater. I'm glad they're bright in yeah, other uh-huh. areas, I guess. <laughs> if a role came your way, would you still? Yeah. I mean, you're, if you're, it's a good role in that. It's and a, whether it be film, television, yeah. or theater, yeah. you and still have that in you that you would like to, yes. you know, mm-hmm. be be a performer. Sure. What's interesting is that with the show that you're working on, mm-hmm. that you're creating, mm-hmm. would you also like to direct it? I wouldn't mind. <laughs> oh, so you'd like to sort of wear all the hats? And no, maybe... uh, no, no, no. But I'm saying if somebody else who would love to direct it is a you know, wonderful director, of course I'm handing mm-hmm. it over. But in the beginning, usually when you have a play or a musical, and it's the reading stages of sure. it to see what you need to cut, what you need to add, what you need to change, then... I don't mind doing it myself. Well, I'm, I'm t- not making a joke, but it really is a work in progress. Yes, you know, when totally. you have, that you have to keep yeah. changing and editing Absolutely. and it's not, you know, plays were not written in a day. Add new songs and subtract others that don't work. What has it been like for you in terms of composing? It's really a pleasure. These are all natural acts for you that they're not yeah. sort of contrived and that no. you're banging your head no. against a wall. No. And yeah, you'd like to continue know. to take your Heroes of History tour on the road? I don't know about that. You know, I I like to do it here rather than travel around, mm-hmm. you know. But if there is an interesting offer... I, because my... it's a really rich and varied history that yeah. I bet a lot of people don't know a whole lot yeah. about. And also to take it to college campuses, That's whatever. That's true. <laughs> but I don't know. Well, it's... Tina, I wish you a lot of continued success. And well, you'll have to come back when your show is all done and uh, ready to be produced. Uh, and that would be just so exciting. Thank you. I'm okay. so pleased to be here. And thank you for having me. My pleasure. Join us for another edition of Conversations with Creative Women. I'm Sandy Klein.